Good morning, everybody. Welcome back on a lovely Tuesday morning. Hope everybody's doing well. It's bright and sunny outside today. What a nice morning. Thank you for listening to the podcast coming back to us today. We have got a great speaker, guest speaker coming to you here today. Looking forward to what we got in store. Hope everybody's doing well. We'd love for you to give us some feedback. That feedback email again is 2Ps21 at yahoo.com. That's T-W-O-P-E-A-S-2-1 at yahoo.com. And so here today... Uh, quickly as we start this off we started a why i believe series um if you've listened to us at all you've heard us talk about that and so about uh, about 2021 um before we uh, when we started this podcast um i had the idea and actually the burden i really felt like doing it on a why i believe series why we believe what we believe it's not good enough just to say because he said or she said why you believe it to know you believe it and uh and so we started that and we started that in january and those of you that know we went from january and we went all the way to june and we recorded every tuesday on our normal format that we do you never know what we'll do on tuesdays and then every first and third thursday we done the why i believe series and we dealt with a lot of things but as time goes on and everybody gets busy and somewhat post-COVID, things have gotten busier. And so we had to go back down to just every Tuesday. And so, but within that Why I Believe series from starting in January and then going back down to just every Tuesday, and we, we tried to do a Why I Believe series episode at least once a month on that schedule. And so we've done that, and we've dealt with all kinds of different topics, ones that I felt like needed addressed, and there's still more we've not addressed that we're going to in the future. But we're going to talk about holiness in your appearance. You see, holiness is not just your attitude and just your actions or just your appearance. It's kind of like the fire triangle. It takes fuel and heat and oxygen to make it all go. Without one or the other, you don't have fire. And without one or the other, you're not holiness because the Bible still says, follow peace with all men. Don't want to forget that forgotten clause. And then it says in holiness without, no man shall see the Lord. And so, yes, appearance is part of it. And we don't want to forget that. And so today, it is my honor to welcome one of my good friends, one of our great preachers. And I just have to say, I absolutely, and I know Zach agrees with me wholeheartedly. I just talked to him a little bit ago. We absolutely love to hear this man preach. I don't know how many times I've heard you preach. I don't remember. It's too many to count. But I absolutely enjoy it. He feeds my soul every time. I'm not disappointed to go and hear him. And so I welcome for the first time to the podcast, Brother Dwayne Gallagher. Wow. Thank you, Brother Austin. I appreciate the kind words. Ooh. Even brought my fan club along today. Yeah. <laughs> is this your first time having that? Yes, it is. It sounds pretty good. Yeah. Can you get louder? <laughs> Wow. Everybody always likes a good hand clap. Yeah, that's that's marvelous. Yeah. Hey, I appreciate the kind words, and I appreciate the opportunity to, to be with you on the podcast, too. Well, I tell you what, when I thought about this, um, this topic, and I was talking to Zach about it, I said, there's only one person that comes to mind hmm. that could tackle this and just, 
I, I mean, me and Zach could have tried, but we're we're not even going to go down that road. And so I, I've heard you preach just off and on all my life, I guess, in different meetings. And uh, you've preached um, where I was raised. You've preached their camp meeting for wow, long over time. two decades. And so makes me feel old. <laughs> it's a dried road. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So you've preached there a long, a long time. But anyways, we're going to start out here. I know a lot of people. Um, if they're if they're holiness people listening, I'd say a lot of them have already heard of you or heard a tape or or at some point just heard of you pastoring in South Missouri. But for those that may not know who you are at all, let's just uh, give them just a small synopsis of who Brother Dwayne and Sister Brenda Gallagher are. All right. Well, I was born all the way back in 1960. That's why that's why people can hear my sermons on tape. <laughs> <laughs> So I was born in Illinois in a pastor's home and uh, grew up there in Granite City, Illinois. I went away to Bible school up at Export to Free Gospel, and that's where I met Brenda. And when we graduated, we married, and we've been married now for 40 years. So wow. time really gets by. We had four children and three girls and a boy, and uh, we were back at export for six years we taught there and worked in the administration and faculty and then moved to oklahoma city pastored there for a little over nine years and then came here to west plains at junction hill pentecostal church and we've been here now for 24 years so uh, the time does get by but it's been uh, been great the lord has really blessed us and i appreciate the opportunities that i've had in ministry and we are living in challenging times that's for sure Yes, sir, we are. And so uh, you've got a great church here at Junction Hill. We've been here several times. Yeah. Been here at this church. Great church, great people. And uh, West Plains is a good little town. It it's, is. Enjoy it. It's a lot bigger than some and smaller than others. Smaller than a lot. <laughs> it's a rural area. <laughs> but um, right now, I'm in northern Arkansas, probably about an hour and a half, hour and 40 minutes or so mm-hmm. um, from you here in West Plains. And so we wanted to be able to get this recording um, while we're somewhat in the area. And I will say, um, shout out to your wife as well. She is an amazing cook. Yes. That's one thing that really impressed me. Of course, you know, the weight of a man's heart <laughs> yeah. is his belly. And yeah. uh, wow, we just had a wonderful time um, with you all the last time we was here. And uh, so anyways, we have a a topic. And we told you we're going to deal with holiness and your appearance. And so I don't know of a better way to start that than to start with the topic of gender distinction and the battle of the sexes. And this is so important right now. Now, this is something that's been we've been dealing with since some of the earliest times of history. I mean, this is something that the devil obviously has tried to fight against. Right. How long? Since since practically the beginning of time. Because if he can destroy what God's placed, if you if you can destroy the distinction between the sexes well, then everything else is going to start crumbling down. God made man and woman. Right. And so the best way to start this off is there's two genders. It's yeah. really that simple. Definitely. It wasn't Adam and Aaron, and it wasn't Eve and Evelyn. I mean, it's Adam and Eve. It, it's plain. It's simple. Yeah. It's And I'd say both in our both of our lifetimes, we've never seen it like we have now. Oh, yeah. And I know there's times in Sodom and Gomorrah, I mean, they was so terrible. Mm. They was going after angels. 
I mean, they was absolutely terrible. And so, so anyways, we're going to talk about the, the this topic here, and I know you're going to start us off here. And uh, and so we got this episode, and then the next episode, we're going to dive more into the appearance side of it. But there has to be a distinction of the genders, and so we might get a little bit plain when it talks about um, the this topic in these episodes. But you know what? Sometimes you just got to lay it out there and tell it like it is. This thing's black and white. And our children, what they're hearing out in this world is a whole lot plainer than the way they're going to hear it from the man of God. So start out exactly just what you want to, however you want to start here. Like you mentioned, it's hard to believe that uh, we're at the situation we're in. When I was in high school and even as a young adult for many years, I never would have believed that this issue would have, have become what it is in America today. Right. I mean, the world's a mess when it comes to the matter and the subject of gender distinction, you know? And who would have ever believed that they would tell children they are able to choose which gender they're going to be? It's just, it just we shake our heads in, in shock. But the whole thing, like you said, it's an attack of the devil against God's design. Because, you know, there's always been, there have always been boys that were kind of sissified and girls who were kind of tomboyish, you know, when you're growing up, you kind of see that. But man, we're witnessing uh, in our lifetime an astonishing and terrifying culture regarding the distinction of the sexes. It's, it's gone from just a few that have like this personality quirk to an almost, I know it sounds odd, but it's almost a rabid obsession with some to deliberately break down all the distinction between male and female. So, of course, in our part, we we take the Bible stand, and the Bible's very clear on the subject. Though the majority of the world, they don't want to hear what the Bible says. But if you're interested in truth, you have to go to the Bible to get truth. And the design of our distinction is clearly put forth in the Bible. There's no doubt about that. It starts with creation. You mentioned it, but it's in Genesis 2 when you read that it was God who formed man from the dust of the ground. and It was God who breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. There's no denying that, that God created man. Then, specifically, the Bible said that God caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam, and while Adam slept... Then God took one of the ribs, and with that rib, in verse 22 of Genesis 2, the Lord God made a woman and brought her to the man. And Adam said, this is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman. And so verse 25 of Genesis 2 says, they were naked, the man and his wife, but they were not ashamed. So, you know, the distinction is is from creation. It's part of the design. And so I thought in this first part of this podcast, we'd kind of uh, do a foundation about the subject first and then move a fi- at the final point into the actual appearance part. But there's three kind of three parts to this design of our distinction. It has to do with our relationship. It has to do with reproduction. And it has to do with our roles. All right. So in the relationship, God created male and female. It's part of the design of creation. So when God makes that design, he's, he started it, and, and he is the one who, who continues it. We don't, we don't have the option. I was reading 
a number of years ago, a sermon uh, that uh, Dr. John Stott preached at the Moody Bible Institute. And it was all the way back in the 70s when he preached this. But he made the statement, what creation has decreed, no culture can truly destroy. So I'm, I'm looking around and saying, boy, I know what it looks like is happening. And I know what it seems like right. is happening. And I know what society is saying is happening. But that doesn't change the unalterable fact yeah. that we are distinct by design. And that design was by creation, not by our choice. And, and then you realize the design is not only in creation, but you see it in God's commands. Because not only did God create male and female, the commands he gave to us, he gave to us as male and female. So, you know, there are no loopholes in God's command to the genders and the sexes. God created male and female. He created them to have physical relationship that is not to be altered or perverted or changed. And again, it was God who instituted, instituted marriage and not man. Adam didn't get any input in the matter. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. He didn't, he didn't make any suggestions. He didn't give any ideas. He had no clue. Yeah. You know? And it was God who made the rules, and it was God who made the guidelines. So marriage really is not up for vote. You know, I mean, we, we don't get to vote on whether what marriage is. Judges, it's not up to judges what marriage is. It's not up to our legislators what marriage is. It's not up to presidents. It's certainly not up to Hollywood. I don't know where they ever got the, uh, the authority. They felt like they have the authority to tell us what marriage is or is not. But as far as God's concerned, it's one man and one woman. And that's where a lot of it starts is Hollywood. I know. They, they portray whatever they want, yeah. and the majority of Americans just it's accepted. take it. You know? yeah. Back and, when and, a man and woman, they had to be in separate beds way back, and you're talking 50s, yeah. 60s. Wow, a lady was not allowed to be expecting, and I yeah, looked all this so stuff. Many guidelines, I looked up yeah. a lot of this stuff for a message one time. A lady was not allowed to be expecting on a television yeah. show. Men and women was not allowed to be in the same bed on a television show. Wow, they had yeah. separate separate rooms, and even my great grandparents they lived like that. Yeah, they and I know a lot of older folks did. They lived like that. They had the the master bedroom on the end was the guest room yeah and they lived in the rooms in the middle and just well, a lot boy, of things were, i'm not advocating that i'm just saying no i know what you're saying the culture part of yeah, the, the culture, culture was just different and and it has that has definitely shifted you know and people have gotten to the point where they really don't like for someone to say but this is god's design yeah. you know but it's too bad it's as know? if television and movies has became the yeah, the authority yeah, and that the authority is not, on what we should do in life. That is out, whatever the producers right. That is not. That is not right. Not at all. We do not have the authority. Preachers, men of God, do not have the authority to change God's design. And it doesn't really matter what culture decrees is acceptable. You know, we have to take what God commands for our design and for our relationship. So that the basis of course that's where we're immediately at odds with the majority of the world they they will not accept god's authority and they won't accept the bible but anybody out there who's listening who says well, i really do want god's authority and i want i want the bible as my basis here here it is this is god's design and it can't be changed and so this is seen not only and like you said we don't want to be over blunt the design of our distinction is also evidenced 
by God-ordained reproduction of the male and female. And I, like I said, you know, maybe it's a little bit of a touchy subject, but in the day we're living in, and Brother Austin already mentioned it, our children and young folks are already hearing a lot of this crazy stuff about transgender. And the fact is the design that God made is clear in our anatomy. I mean, male and female are physically different. There's no, there's no denying that. And, and I know that actually there are those that, that are so upset about that physical difference. They go through multiple surgeries and go through all kinds of medical hormone treatments and psychological treatments, you know, trying to change the gender. But think about this for a moment. When God brings a boy into the world, will he ever cease to be a boy in God's eyes? There's no, no way. And either scientifically. Yeah. If they bear if they dig up his bones a hundred years from now, they're going to know scientifically that was a boy. Definitely, because of the DNA which God puts in every human being. You know? So, you know, whether whether the homosexual community likes it or not, or the transgenders, they cannot change the fact that God created male and female differently. You, they don't want to admit it, but men have organs and parts and features that women do not have. And women have organs and parts and features that men do not have. And so, I mean, the facts are the facts. Whether or not you want, want to believe them socially or not, God designed the male and the female to have physical sexual relations that would result in the birth of a child. And that's God's design, and no one has been able to change that. So as plain as it may sound, two men cannot have sexual relations that produce human life. And two women cannot have sexual relations that produce human life. And that's not just my opinion. Right, right. That's not just Brother Austin and I saying, oh, that's our opinion. That's a fact. It can't be done. Now they're saying the, the difference between gender and gender identity. <laughs> that you can, Yeah, like there's a big difference. <laughs> so... Yeah, so you can identify as yeah. a separate gender. But, I mean, just, you know, people have fantasized all their life. Little kids have pretended they're a dog or a cat. Right. You know, that doesn't make it so. It's like Ben Shapiro said one time, I was listening, he said, why don't you identify to be 60? If you're 20, why don't you identify to be 60? Because like you to, can't. I'd kind of like to identify to be 20 again. Yeah. <laughs> Do it backwards. Yeah, it's just that is what makes us shake our heads. In the society that we're in, and of course, I, my, all three of my daughters teach in the public school system, and and our our district is not pushing this subject, but children are coming to school with all this stuff, even even because of their own parents and the stuff they're watching on TV, and they're having this put in their head, and and they need to know that God's design is shows by our anatomy that we're different, and that's just the way it is. And it can't honestly ever really be changed. And I know this has come under attack too, but uh, God's design is clear not only in our anatomy, but in our attraction. God made men to be attracted to women. Right. And God made women to be attracted to men. He put that desire in there. And in the Bible, the phrase is natural affection. That's the phrase it's used. And, and most, I think it's used most of the time in a negative way that there are those without natural affection. But that, that desire is an affection or a love that God placed in us as part of natural human life. 
And God has always condemned the perversion of that attraction. And, you know, I know, I know that uh, that community doesn't like to believe it, but clearly in Romans 1, Paul condemned this, the homosexual lifestyle. He talked about women who changed the natural use. And, and that's because this affection God put within us, it is natural affection. Right. And Paul said they've changed the natural use of the man into that which is against nature. So it's a deliberate rebellion against God's design. And likewise, Paul said, men have left the natural use of the woman and burned in their lust one toward another, men with men, working that which is unseemly, which the word means it's shameful and improper. And Paul said, for this cause, because of this behavior, God gives them up to vile affections. And see, there's the contrast. God gave us natural affection by our design. But those who pervert that, they are given over to vile affections that are in contrast to the natural affection that God gave. And they're given over to what the Bible calls a reprobate mind. That word reprobate means rejected. They were given the truth. They refused it. And because they refused and rejected God, God rejects their behavior and their lifestyle. And they are given over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient, meaning they are not proper and they are not moral. So God has not changed that, that design for the distinction of the sexes. He has not changed his design for our relationships. He has not changed the design for reproduction. And finally, in this along this line, the distinction of our design is evidenced by the God-ordained roles for male and female. And of course, here we are again, surprise, surprise, but society has been fighting these roles for decades now, trying to tear down. And you mentioned it, if, if the distinction of the sexes can be destroyed, it destroys the whole foundation. And that is so true because it, it destroys marriage, family, parenting. Right. All, all of those things crumble and fall. Because when you, when you take simply what God had to say, he had roles for the male and the man. The male, the man, is the one who will be a husband, a father, the head of the home, even the financial provider and the physical protector and the spiritual leader. So, I mean, as far as God's concerned, a female cannot be a husband and cannot be a father. God's design forbids it. Right. And the female woman is the wife, the mother, the keeper of the home. She's to live in submission to her husband and provide her service to her family. So a male or a man cannot be a wife or a mother. God's design forbids it. So these roles that God has, has ordained, they have never been changed. They have never been canceled. And as far as God's concerned, they are never, they're not compromised. So, you know, it's important for all of you young men that are listening to this podcast that you be a man. Not only, not only because your physical characteristics are, are that of male, but because of your life relationships, you have to be a man. In the plan of God's reproduction, you got to be a man. In the roles of the home and family, you got to be a man. You're, you, you don't, you should never allow a compromise to take place of your masculinity. You shouldn't be embarrassed to be a man and desire to be a girl or a woman. Right. You, ought to, you ought should de delight 
in your distinction. And that that's so important for young ladies too, because you young ladies need to be careful that you are ladies. That being feminine is not wrong, and it's nothing to be ashamed of. No. It's something to be proud of. And, and that's so, what a man wants. Absolutely. He wants a woman. Any, any man who is a real man of God is going to want a woman who's a real woman of God. He is not going to be attracted to other boys or other men. And, and if you're acting more like a man than a lady, he's not going to be attracted by that. Right. Because God made us this way. So we need to understand that design. And, and the, I guess probably the key thing in this whole issue is you can't allow this world to tell you what the truth is on this subject. You've got to take what God says about this subject, and and instead of uh, acting like you're ashamed of your gender, you should be proud of it. I don't I don't feel cheated because I'm a man. Do you men listening out there today feel cheated because you were a man? Do you ladies feel cheated in life because you were born a woman and not a man? God forbid. We should delight. Hmm. In, in our distinct abilities. There was an article that I read from Fox News, and I don't know if you listen to much um, as far as like Ben Shapiro. I listen to Matt Walsh sometimes on his podcast, and they was talking about this article that Fox News put out, and I read the article. And Fox News, and you know, one of the most conservative, supposedly conservative outlets, you know, when Trump was running for president, I listen to Fox News. You don't want to listen to CNN and MSNBC at all. They're so liberal. And Matt Walsh said this. He said, this is so bad. He said, I don't, he said, I don't even expect CNN to put it out. And it was that Fox News put out an article, you can look it up, called Raising Ryland. Hmm. And it's called, it's where a Christian family had a five-year-old girl that, and it says in the article, you can read, the quote says, before she could talk. She somehow conveyed to her parents that she was a boy, hmm. that she did not want to be a girl. And so it, it, it's unbelievable. Hmm. It's unbelievable that they're raising this child that way. And you can read in that article where it says that they was a strong Christian family, wow. and they, they really battled with it, but they realized that God made her that way, wow. and that's the way God made her, and they completely condoned it. And Good. so the the article at the end they was they was just absolutely condoning and lifting this family up for coming out in this world and being like that. I'm telling you, it's just wow. it's just unbelievable. For one thing, you got to wonder how can a child who can't even talk yet and still learning the ABCs right. how can they convey to their parents that they're supposed to be a different gender? And anybody that has children, I have a one girl and four boys, and you had. Three girls. Anybody yeah. that has children knows. Did your girls ever play with a truck? Well, yeah. I mean, they does your little boy ever sometime. play? My four-year-old boy yeah. loves to go over and bother my daughter yeah. and grab her Barbie and run off with it. Yeah. That doesn't automatically. No. That doesn't automatically say, "Oh, I think he wants to be a girl." Let's change his name and Goodness. let's schedule a surgery. Like, you know, I know it's plain talking, but that's where the world's living today. Yeah. We're not talking any plainer. No, than we're what not. These people are hearing. On every news outlet, shame on shame on parents who cave into that that mentality yeah. and and push that on their children. It is that is so not right. It's really not. We need to we need to delight, and I'll be finished with this part. Uh, but we need we men we we really need to delight 
in the abilities that God has given us. We need to delight in the strength physically God has given us to do physical work. We need to delight in the leadership role that God has placed us in, and we ought to take that seriously. And women, instead of instead of begrudging who they are, they should delight in the fact that God has given them strong emotions, and they provide love and devotion that's necessary for a home and family. And they ought to delight in that complimentary role that God has placed them right. in and do their very best to be the helpmeet that their husband needs and the caretaker of their household. It's, it's the world who tries to tell us that that we should not be satisfied. But in, in the eyes of God and in the eyes of everyone who loves God, we are satisfied with the way he made us, and we just try to be the best we can. There's so many things that my wife does. She loves to clean. Yeah. She loves to clean. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it's not in my DNA to love to scrub and clean and yeah. do laundry and do dishes. And I mean, I do those things to help my wife if she needs sure. it. Yeah, me too. You know, but it's not in me like... I understand I, that. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not in the DNA to right. do that. It's not in my DNA to go bring the sewing machine out and, and fix stuff. And the, my wife does so many things. And I'm like, it's just, it's not in me to do that. The distinction between yeah. the genders, yeah. the, just the roles, and you embrace them roles. And I love the way my wife is a woman right. and a lady. Right. And she loves the way that I'm the man of the right. house. And that, that's just the way God intended it to be. And that's how he'll bless it. His plan is always the best. And the devil's plan always goes opposite to God's plan. He does that. He's done that from the beginning. And I just want to make sure I stay on the right side. Well, that'll be all we'll talk about today on God's design here in this part one episode. Stay tuned for next week's episode. Brother Dwayne will be back with us, and we're going to talk some more and dive into this topic of the appearance. Yes, there's gender distinction now. Let us talk about the appearance of it. So thank you for tuning in today to the Two Peas on a Pod podcast. We hope you have a wonderful day. Looking forward to hearing what else is going to happen in this little mini-series on holiness appearance. We'll see you later. of life I've run. The Lord says to me, my child, well done.